brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times best-selling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome. I'm Roger Stone, and through a lot of technical difficulty, you are back in the Stone Zone. Uh, for today, for some reason, today has been a vexing day in terms of all technology. Uh, could be the NSA or maybe something less nefarious, but I've had uh, internet uh, and cell phone problems all day. But we're going to plow forward with the Stone Zone because, well, money never sleeps and politics never rests. Uh, joining me today uh, is Troy Smith, the editor-at-large at Rare.us. Uh, and our goal is to try to analyze uh, the important developments uh, in the presidential campaign of Robert F. Kennedy. Troy Smith joins me now. Roger, it is an honor to be here to talk to you about this again, as uh, we had the chance to talk on your WABC radio show uh, just, a, just a week ago. And it's such a major problem that I think a lot of Americans are underestimating, and we're getting a lot of misinformation from on the mainstream media front. So it's an honor to be here to talk about this today with you. Uh, I appreciate your being here. Uh, I do want to warn you in advance that if in some reason I should just suddenly disappear, doesn't mean I was kidnapped by the CIA. Uh, it just means that our Internet has uh, gone down. This has really been a quite an extraordinary day. Uh, breaking news, really, two things happened last week. One got much more attention than the other. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., scion of the fabled Kennedy family, uh, the grandson uh, of uh, uh, President uh, John F. Kennedy, the son of U.S. Senator and former Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, announced that he was abandoning his efforts to seek the Democratic presidential nomination uh, to run as an independent. But also, uh, less noticed, uh, his uh, campaign manager, the very widely respected former Congressman Dennis Kucinich uh, of Ohio, uh, quietly resigned from Kennedy's campaign. Uh, and I know when you contacted him, uh, he declined to comment. Uh, based on what I've read, he has made no comments other than confirming that he left uh, and wishing the campaign well, which doesn't really tell you the circumstances of his leaving. The reason that I think this is significant uh, is because uh, one does not just wave a wand and become an independent party candidate for president. The process of getting on the ballot uh, as a candidate, as an independent candidate for president, is extraordinarily difficult, arcane, complicated, uh, time-consuming, uh, uh, labor-intensive, uh, expensive. Uh, and um, I think that it is uh, 
an area where Kucinich may have provided the campaign some real advantage. What do you think? Well, Roger, when we're looking at the process that these candidates have to go through to get on the ballot, I think that's kind of the main obstacle for Kennedy. I mean, uh, like you said, as as an independent, you know, he's not guaranteed ballot access. And in some states, it's easier than in others, you know, to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish. But basically, what, what the situation we're looking at is this guy's going to need millions and millions and millions of Americans uh, to sign petitions that are really, I mean, you, you want to talk about tough standards. These petitions that they use to get people on the ballot are at, they have some of the strictest standards you'll find as far as approval process when it comes to signatures and things like that. And how interesting that on the front end, when we're trying to, you know, get candidates on the ballot, those signatures and everything about those, you know, uh, petitioners, they are completely, you know, they're studied. We make sure exactly, uh, you know, they're exactly who they say they are. But when it comes to the ballots and the votes, they seem to be not as uh, serious about it. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. But no, seriously, the, the toughest part of this for RFK is going to be getting on the ballot. And I just don't see where he has the manpower or the monetary resources to make that happen, Roger, because we're talking about millions of signatures that are going to be, you know, maybe a 50% throwaway rate. So, you know, millions upon millions of people would have to sign the petition. And, you know, in, a, in this case, you know, you're looking at, okay, the voters, wh where, where are they going to end up on this? And I think, you know, the, the narrative put out there by the mainstream media that, RFK will pull more from Biden. He will pull more from Biden than for Trump. It's just completely false, Roger. I mean, if this guy was pulling the amount of Democrat support that the people on Fox News tell you that he was, he would still be running as a Democrat, but he's not. He's dropped from the independent, uh, or he's dropped from the Democrat side, is now running as, as an independent because he's found that his support is not really on the Democrat side. I mean, this is a guy that peaked at 19%. So the move to become an independent by RFK is has been done because he did not do well with the Democrat voter base. And the conservative news response to that seems to be, well, RFK will pull more from Biden. And I'm just not seeing the evidence for that conclusion anywhere, Roger. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you, Troy, although I do think it's kind of too early to say. Uh, by that, I mean uh, RFK is defined by his appearances in mostly conservative media, uh, which is why voters may have a distorted view of him. Uh, he's defined by his opposition to the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, he is defined by his uh, favorite closing the border. Uh, he's defined by his skepticism about further big funding for the war in Ukraine. Uh, but there's a lot more to him than that, is there not? Oh, there is a lot more to this guy, Roger. And that's an effect that we've seen, you know, um, kind of looking at this guy's record, it is like an amazing thing. Because if you watch the coverage of him, you would get the idea that he's really conservative. And you look back on his record, and this is a guy that's pro-abortion. He's recently come out and said that as president, he wants to bring reparations. I mean, you can't get more liberal than that. I mean, Roger, we're talking about a guy that's pulling conservative votes that supports reparations. And I think that leads to what you were talking about just there about the coverage on Kennedy has been about his stance on Ukraine, has been about his stance on the vaccines. But we've kind of forgotten that this is a guy that endorsed Hillary Clinton. This is a guy that endorsed Al Gore. This is a guy that has endorsed some of the worst people in American politics. 
And the idea that he just forgot all of that because of Ukraine and the vaccine, I think is a little ridiculous. And I think the problem for a lot of the people that are supporting Kennedy out there is they may not have looked into his past and to see that, yeah, when it comes to climate change, when it comes to the Green New Deal, there's really no distinction made between Greta Thunberg and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Their agenda is pretty much aligned. And the truth is, if this guy were to become president, he's going to take action to ban fracking, just as Joe Biden has. He's going to take action against gasoline cars, just as Joe Biden has. So as far as the economic uh, and, and climate agenda kind of rolled into one. There's not much difference between Joe Biden and the Democrats, Greta Thunberg and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I guess the average American just doesn't really, is not really aware of how hardcore uh, liberal RFK is on a lot of these energy issues because this is an issue that the American people care about very deeply. Uh, most Americans spend a lot of time in their vehicles. They spend a lot of time in their homes that are you know powered by all of these fossil fuels that are made to be the enemy. And it's, it's really a, a strange position for a lot of Americans to be in, Roger, because we have a guy that wants to take away our energy, take away our independence, um, and he's polling well with conservatives because of a few key issues. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've only been around for a few years here, Roger. You've been around a lot longer than me. And I'm interested to see, have you ever seen a candidate like like, do you think that Robert F. Kennedy is comparable to Ross Perot when it comes to policy and things like that? Have you ever seen a candidate with this kind of makeup before? Well, I would have to be candid and tell you uh, that I like uh, Robert F. Kennedy uh, as a candidate. Now, I don't like his all of his views, obviously. I disagree on a great many of his views. Uh, but I think he is energetic. Uh, I think he is positive in his rhetoric, uplifting, uh, talks a great deal about unifying the country, which God knows we certainly need. So I don't think that he's a, a bad person. Uh, but I do think, uh, particularly on the energy issues, uh, where gasoline prices uh, and, oil and energy independence are Donald Trump's signature issues, uh, there's nothing in Robert Kennedy's resume that would indicate that his energy policies are any different than Joe Biden's, which is to deny all drilling and fracking permits, to cut off energy exploration in the Antarctic, Antarctic uh, and to go uh, on bended knee to Venezuela uh, and uh, Saudi Arabia uh, uh, and others uh, for oil. Uh, and we know, and to Russia for that matter. So we know how that works, not very well. The other thing that I thought was surprising was not just uh, the departure of uh, former Congressman Kucinich, who I feel, uh, who, I, who I know, uh, not well, but I, I know, but who I do admire as an anti-war Democrat, uh, as a man of principle, as someone who has stood up to the deep state. Uh, but the other interesting thing is that Kucinich has been replaced by Robert F. Kennedy's daughter-in-law, Amaryllis Fox Kennedy, who the internet tells us is a former CIA agent with no prior political experience. Uh, I, I find this strange from two points of view. One, because RFK has been very direct about what he believes was the role of the CIA in the murder of his uncle, President John F. Kennedy. Uh, and secondarily, how does Amaryllis Fox Kennedy expect to go about the process of getting Robert Kennedy on the ballot in these extraordinarily 
uh, arcane uh, processes. Uh, and let me say, before I finish that thought, in states like New York and Pennsylvania and Ohio, there are lawyers affiliated with both the Republican and Democratic Party who specialize uh, in the ability to utilize the law to knock candidates off the ballot. That's, that's their specialty. That's what they do. Uh, and uh, Robert Kennedy not only has a high mountain to climb in terms of submitting a clean, accurate, legally viable petitions, but he also has to ensure that those petitions survive inspection and legal challenge. Go ahead. No, it's very serious, Roger, and I think uh, people need to understand that this is uh, this is no small effort, and and that's something that you know has come across in this research again and again. It's something that people need to understand that getting on the ballot as an independent candidate is 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 no given, and and when we're looking at the process and the amount of money that it would take to get into a state like Texas or any of these other places where you have millions and millions of people. I mean, we're talking about a serious effort that I don't think he's capable of achieving. And when you have the departure of some of the more seasoned political people, and then you have an entrance of people who have ties to the CIA, I think the American people have to ask the question, what's going on here? And I think, you know, the threat of RFK I switched for me, you know, I think he got conservative media coverage because he, we were, you know, looking at this guy and saying, okay, this is a challenger to Joe Biden. And he very openly challenged Joe Biden and some of the core policies that, that Biden has made part of his administration. And now as an independent, the question really becomes for the American people, do you think that this guy is going to pull more Democrat support or Republican support? And the answer is he's going to pull support from President Trump. He's going to pull support from the America First candidate. And he's not he's not going to pull away from Biden again, folks. If this guy was pulling Democrat support, he would still be running for president as a Democrat. He's not doing that anymore, Roger. And when you look at the threat that that poses to Trump, if he's able to gain access to the ballot in some of these states, which, like you said, is a big if, uh, you have to start asking the question, um, is this campaign another cut uh, by by the death by a thousand cuts that we're seeing from the establishment political class is mounting every attack they possibly can against former President Donald Trump heading into this election? You know, uh, whether it's uh, by indictment, whether it's by arrest, whether, you know, whatever they have to do, these people have shown that they're going to come after Trump. And it seems to me that Kennedy uh, is almost like a last ditch effort. And it's going to be interesting, I think, you know, for me to watch this, for everybody at home to watch this too and to look and see okay you're talking about you know these lawyers that are that are their their job is to prevent prevent people from getting on the uh, ballot now if if we know what we know about joe biden we know what we know about the political establishment we know they're going to be trying everything within their uh reach to stop trump from becoming president in 2024 so one thing you could easily have them do is use these lawyers and go after rfk if he represents a danger to anybody but trump and i don't think you're going to see that to be honest with you because the Democrats, the best thing that could possibly happen for them is that RFK gets on a ballot in Florida or Texas or any of these states that have been getting a little closer over the years, and he really could pull enough from Trump to sway the state. And, and I know we're talking about something that is like really far-fetched considering the, the lengths this guy has to go to to get on the ballot. But if you're looking at this from the point of view of the Democrat political establishment, RFK getting on the ballot could be a huge piece of their 2024 election strategy to pull votes away from Trump in any way that they can. 
Yeah, it's certainly conceivable um, that he that he is a ringer. Uh, the last time you and I were together to talk about this, uh, we reviewed the results of a Zogby poll. Uh, Zogby uh, was, in this case, polling for a super PAC that specifically worked uh, for, uh, was a pro-RF Kennedy super PAC. Uh, and that poll showed a disproportionate uh, amount of the votes that Kennedy polled uh, did indeed come from Trump. Now we have a second major credible poll. This is the Marist College poll commissioned by uh, National Public Radio uh, and uh, PBS. Nobody's idea of legitimate news outlets, by the way. Uh, the, the news hour, meaning the fake news hour. Uh, but, uh, but a credible poll, nonetheless, that showed in a two-way race Biden maintained a 49-46 lead over Trump with 5% undecided. First of all, I find that hard to believe uh, because it would be uh, it would be contradict every other major poll uh, in the daily average polls that are pulled together by uh, real clear politics. But more importantly, in a three-way race, Biden's support drops to 44. Trump's support sank all the way to 37 with Kennedy receiving 16% of the vote, uh, with a very small undecided uh, at 3%. Uh, this particular poll was conducted October 11th uh, of 1,218 registered voters. So this tends to uh, bear out what you are saying, which is the fact that Kennedy polled disproportionately uh, from Trump. Oh, exactly, Roger. And when you're looking at the facts here, and, and it's important for people to realize that we're talking about somebody with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, I respect his policies on Ukraine more than just about anybody. I respect his policies on the vaccines, and I respect his positions on those things. But, you know, we're looking at somebody when it comes to the climate, because climate is such a, the, the climate change thing is such a huge push. It's, it, it is forming the Democrat agenda on the economy. It forms the Democrat agenda on basically everything because their overall statement, the overall thing that they're claiming is that the world is going to end. And it's going to end because the temperature is increasing by less than a degree per hundred years. I mean, that's where we're at with these people. But the point is, RFK is a guy who has said publicly that climate deniers and people who deny climate change should be arrested for saying that. So... I look for people that are candidates of principle. And that's why I like Donald Trump, because even though the entire you know, political class went against Trump, even though they had tried, tried to stop everything that he was trying to do, he stood tall and he stood to his message and he stuck to his guns and he delivered results for the American people. I happen to believe that he delivered those results for the American people precisely because he stuck to his guns, not because he listened to the political establishment, not because he went back on his values. And with somebody like RFK, who I know has a, a hardcore belief in the Constitution, who you can listen to talk so eloquently about the Bill of Rights and things of that nature, for him to come out and say that he's for the arrest of climate deniers um, shows that agenda above all. It shows that when it, when it comes to policy, when it comes to how this guy is actually going to treat the American people, it's politics over 
actual decency and believing and sticking to your guns and things of that nature. And for those reasons, you know, Roger, before I really went into this, you know, uh, I, I really was kind of indifferent when it came to Kennedy and, and looking at some of the things, whether it be abortion, whether it be the energy policies, whether it be the endorsements of Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Al Gore, Bernie Sanders, Gavin Newsom, or the fact that a lot of this, a lot of the support that we're seeing for him is coming through this kind of anti-Trump lens, you know? And I think where where the deck is stacked right now, where the election's at, where all of this is, uh, Kennedy is a serious threat to us being able to stop Joe Biden from destroying this country. And I understand that there's respect for him in some areas, but at some point you have to you have to say to yourself, okay, is this guy worth destroying the country over? And I think when you look at some of the things here, I mean, look, if this guy was an independent candidate that was totally hardcore and ready to go and, and, and America first and all that stuff, I think, you know, he'd be an even bigger threat. But now when you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, he's only a threat to Trump. And the people of Fox News, all those people, they're going to lie to you and they're going to tell you that – Oh, he's a danger to Biden. Folks, remember, this is the this is the cleanest fact. If you're going to take away one thing from this show, it should be that RFK left the Democrat primary because he was struggling to pull Democrat votes. So the idea that he would pull votes from Biden and not Trump is wrong. Roger just read you the poll that shows you that Trump will lose more votes because of RFK than Biden will. And that's exactly what this establishment needs. Make make no joke about it. You know, Trump's up 10, 11 points in some of these polls, as Roger pointed out. Uh, they need a, a, an ace in the hole, something, something final, something in the final stages that they can use to come in and, and, and take away the election from Trump. As we know, you know, the support for him continues to just grow and grow and grow, even with these attacks, Roger. So it's kind of an amazing thing that we're witnessing right now. Uh, so... Uh we uh, interrupt uh, this program with uh, breaking news. Uh, Florida Congressman Byron Donalds has confirmed that he will be a candidate for Speaker of the U.S. House. Uh, I had uh, had reports of this about two hours ago. I was asked not to uh, go public with that information. It is now uh, a matter of public record. Uh, my sources tell me that Donalds, uh, unlike uh, Jim Jordan, uh, does have the votes uh, to succeed uh, in the coming vote. So uh, the Democrats may have their worst nightmare, a strong, tough, articulate African-American Republican who is a true conservative. Uh, let's hope that this does not get uh, undone uh, by the rhinos. Uh, a little, late, little breaking news for you there. Uh, Troy, any reaction? Well, my first reaction is, uh, you know, it's beautiful that Steve Scalise was stopped. Uh, we put out some reports on some of the people that have been giving him money, whether it's Bill Gates or Paul Singer, and uh, a lot of problems there uh, with Steve Scalise. Jim Jordan, I thought, was the best uh, man for the job, but he just, you know, unable to get it done. Um, I think Byron Donalds is an interesting choice. I think uh, that from what I've seen, uh, I have some questions about, you know, is this guy going to be able to get the, the amount of votes necessary? And... I also, you know, Roger, I have this feeling, you know, in my gut, really, that we're looking at this situation, and I just see the Demo the Democrats are are unified behind Hakeem Jeffries, and we have so many Republicans that are just so weak and so pathetic 
Um, I, if I had to predict what's going to happen, I'd say you're going to have some Republicans who eventually jump ship and, and, and go with Hakeem Jeffries because they are just so weak. They're so pathetic. They're so lost in in, in the politics of it all that they, they won't take five seconds to look around and realize we're in a time of absolute consequence. We're in a time of absolute war against the American people. And they would rather play the game of politics than to actually do anything about it. And when when you're talking about, you know, playing the game of politics, I just don't see that that Byron Donalds would be able to get the amount of votes that he would need to become speaker. Although I think he would be a massive upgrade from Kevin McCarthy. Well, um, again, my sources tell me that the votes may be at hand, but, you know, uh, you know, the difference between a cactus caucus, don't you? In <laughs> yeah. case a cactus, all the pricks are on the outside. So, <laughs> you can quote me on that. Uh, it's one of the rules, actually. Uh, this is a very significant development. First of all, I agree with a couple of things. One, never underestimate the stupidity of the Republican Party. Secondarily, never underestimate our tendency to form the firing squad in a circle. Uh, it's very interesting. I spoke to a uh, the Re Re Reawaken America tour event at the Trump Doral uh, Golf Resort uh, last weekend. Uh, and at the mention of Congressman Matt Gates, Gates got an immediate standing ovation. He wasn't even there. All I did was praise him for sticking to principle uh, by moving to remove Rhino Kevin McCarthy, and it brought down the House. So, but that's not the response that he gets inside the Beltway, from what I understand. Uh, where he is widely reviled uh, by his colleagues uh, because of his uh, belief uh, in principle. Uh, the, I hope that this uh, report about Byron Donalds is accurate. Uh, he's a, he is a, a very, very uh, good man. Uh, let's, uh, let's hold Troy here for a moment uh, and do a quick commercial break because uh, we here at the Stone Zone well, we need to pay some bills. Mr. Stone keeps reminding me we need to pay some bills. So, folks, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by the great folks at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com uh, is, of course, uh, the company of that great American entrepreneur and capitalist, uh, Mike Lindell. Uh, and uh, hopefully we have loaded this special ad that Lindell made for us. Hello, everyone. I wanted to get in here and uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone. And uh, what we have is we have the best special ever exclusive to Lindell TV. And that is we have the, the everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got um, we've got our right there. They are He's $29.98. We're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir Long Stable, our new design on the right there. Those are that we're, those are on sale too. But what the exclusive for for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get there. They are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only I believe there's three colors left. Six piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here and. Uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE and you get it for $29.98 for a six-pack set. 
Otherwise, you call this number 800-858-0402. Use that promo code STONE. Uh, my operators are standing by. You're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products. And you again, keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV. Hello, everyone. I wanted to get in here and uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone. And uh, what we have is we have the best special ever exclusive to Lindell TV. And that is we have the, the everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got um, we've got our right there. They are it's $29.98. We're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir long stable, our new design on the right there. Those are that were those are on sale too. But what the exclusive for for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get there they are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only I believe there's three colors left. Six piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here and. Uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE and you get it for $29.98 for a six-pack set. Otherwise, you call this number 800-858-0402. Use that promo code STONE. Uh, my operators are standing by. You're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products. And you again, keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV. So, folks, please go to MyPillow.com and take advantage of that extraordinary close-out sale uh, and use promo code STONE. Whether it is uh, the dog beds, suitable also for cats, or the pet blankets, uh, or the uh, slippers, uh, or the, uh, the uh, throw blankets, or the waffle blankets, uh, or the uh, bathrobes, which are on a great closeout sale. There are many, many great products at mypillow.com. Uh, and uh, well, it helps us pay the bills here uh, at stonezone.com and keep the doors open. Let's go back to our guest, uh, Troy Smith. Troy, uh, continuing uh, in our discussion, you know, one of the great staples of American politics, of course, uh, at least in people's minds, has been the presidential debate. Uh, the Lincoln-Douglas debates are uh, famous in American history and political lore. Uh, many, many people familiar with the pivotal, uh, pivotal Nixon-Kennedy debates in 1960, uh, where sadly uh, John Kennedy knew that how you looked was actually more important than what you had to say. Uh, it is interesting that in Well, I think we lost Roger there for a second, folks. But uh, as, as he was talking about, you know, the presidential debates are such a huge part of the presidential election. And each year we look forward to them as kind of a gauge. But I think what we all noticed last, you know, as far as 2020 was concerned, was that you know, these things have really become a weapon, a weapon of the political establishment to kind of hammer anybody that they don't see fit. And we saw the debates used against Trump in 2020 uh, with Chris Wallace, who ran one of the most politicized, ridiculous, one-sided debates we'd ever seen. 
Um, and and even in 2016, you know, we looked at the debates and Megyn Kelly trying to set Trump up and all these different people trying to set Trump up. Um, they even had some people from uh, the different like Spanish networks and stuff coming on and asking these these ambush style questions. And I think, truthfully, the debates are kind of an outdated thing. And what I see when I watch the debates now are politicians making these predetermined, you know, pre-written remarks that really have no basis in reality. And not only that, but when you look at, just say, the Republican debate stage, uh, Florida uh, Governor Ron DeSantis abandoned the state of Florida. Florida is one hurricane away from total annihilation and bankruptcy. Uh, Chris Christie had the lowest approval rating of any governor in American history as uh, the governor of New Jersey uh, has detailed you know, prolific corruption with his brother and handing out these multi-million dollar monitoring, monitoring contracts to uh, David Kelly, the former uh U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York that that failed to prosecute his brother, decided not to prosecute his brother, Todd Christie. Um, Nikki Haley, a U.N. globalist who, as Roger always says, is George Bush in heels. Um, Asa Hutchinson. I mean, any of these people, their achievements are not only lackluster, but these are people who have actually facilitated the downfall of the United States. So to get them up there on the stage and all dolled up, so that they can say a couple pre-written remarks um, and, and get an applause line from the donor audience, that's outdated. That is not how things are done in, in this country anymore. It's not what the American people respond to. And the only people I feel, Roger, that watch these debates anymore are people who are politically inclined, people who want to see you know who's doing what. But the average American, I don't think, is tuning into these debates at, at any level to say, okay, you know, I'm going to watch this and whoever does the best, I'm going to cheer for. No, really, uh, they're just an opportunity for the political class like the Ron DeSantis, the Nikki Haley, to have a big line that they can put in a commercial and use to go out and raise more funds from the American people. And these are funds, by the way, let me add, from, from this donor class that are never going to be realized. These people don't have a chance of winning the Republican primary, yet they receive millions of dollars in donations because... The campaign finance area of this country uh, is 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 the one area of finance that is really not regulated like the private sector or any anything else. So these political campaigns, they allow these people to move around millions of dollars and to disperse that money and to, to send it to whoever they want. It's really like a sick thing that we are watching. It's a show. It's a it's a grand illusion for the American people to buy into. Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, and and basically, folks, when we're looking at uh, the the twenty twenty four election, we're going forward. Trump basically has is is the only candidate that we have. I mean, you look at Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, here's a guy who supported climate change. Here's a guy who uh, is, is is for abortion. Here's a guy who has worked his entire life. To, to, to make the Green New Deal a reality. I mean, we're talking about somebody who has serious you know, problems with the American people and has really spent his life being at war with the American people. Uh, Joe Biden, look what he's done since he got into office, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody talks about Afghanistan. We're talking about Afghanistan where 13 Americans died and hundreds of civilians died. And, and you're going to tell me that that has nothing to do with the violence we see in the Middle East today? I think, of course it does. Of course, 
arming dangerous terrorists uh, to the teeth with the most advanced military equipment on the world and and then leaving and and China comes in and they're using the Kabul airport and all this stuff. I mean, if that doesn't have anything to do with the attacks on Israel, you know, I, I just can't imagine it, folks. And and the craziest part is that we have polls, you know, and, and just as somebody who looks at the polls, how does Biden have any support? How does he have one person left that's supporting him? Because really, when you look at the policies, I don't think that there's one thing that you could point to in this country today that is better now than it was when Trump was president. Not one thing, not one aspect of American life has improved under President Joe Biden. It's the closest thing to Jimmy Carter we've ever seen. And yet we still have people who are supporting Joe Biden. How does that work exactly? And when you're looking at the past Democrats, you know, Clinton, you know, they, they talked about him and, and obviously, you know, we know how bad Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton are, but he was at least able to portray this politician that I guess people could believe that some people related to or something like that. And with Barack Obama, I happen to believe that he's not a very good speaker, but the truth is a lot of people say that he's a great speaker and when he speaks, you know, they listen and all this stuff. And there was at least this illusion with Joe Biden. I mean, you watch him speak. Last night, if you watched him uh, during the remarks about Israel and Gaza, which he, he didn't even talk about Israel and Gaza, really. It was only about Putin and, and Ukraine and how he's going to send troops to Europe. For that, I mean, good luck. Good luck, Joe Biden. You want to send uh, people like me to Europe? You want to send the American people to Europe to fight their wars for them? Good luck with that. You know, I, I, it's not going to happen. And for all these people out there that are waving around the Ukraine flags, it's almost like they've completely forgotten about Ukraine, isn't it? Because now that Ukraine has become kind of like a back burner issue, I think that's why we saw Joe Biden last night kind of bringing that up in his speech over and over and over again, because it gives him the opportunity. One, we know how wrapped up Hunter Biden was in Ukraine. I mean, this is where he had the energy company Burisma, where he was on the executive board and things of that nature. And and when, when you're looking at it as a whole, I mean, Ukraine as a as a nation, it allows Joe Biden. These people got Joe Biden by the balls, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, look, they, they were paying his son tens of thousands of dollars every single month. Um, and, and not only that, but Biden worked to get the prosecutor fired, the prosecutor who had seized Burisma's holdings. So not only was the president's son in Ukraine getting tens of thousands of dollars a month for a job in which he had no experience, but Joe Biden actually exercised his authority as vice president of the United States to, to get a prosecutor fired who had actually targeted the company paying Hunter Biden. But it wasn't Biden that was impeached over Ukraine. It was Trump. And that's something that comes up a time and time again, folks, when you're looking at this and you're looking at the entire situation. Biden can literally sit on camera and describe crimes that he's committed, bragging about them bragging about the criminal activity and nothing will be done to him. But Trump, who didn't have any criminal activity, he's subject to punishment because the political establishment doesn't like him. They don't like his message. They don't like the damage that he did to the mirage that they had in this country where people were believing in the political uh, the political war that was going on. And, and Trump kind of turned that whole Romney versus Obama, McCain versus Obama, 
fake wrestling uh, style politics and threw it out the window and he made it real. And he showed the American people that even if you do elect a president, even if you do work as hard as you can, even if you do get everything going and you get a president and, and you're believing in it, they will do everything within their power to stop him and remove him from office. And after that, they'll do everything within their power to ensure that he never takes the oath of office again. And folks, the most important thing to remember, whether we're talking about the Democrats of the past, the Democrats of the future, the Democrats always do one thing. They always commit atrocities. They always go after the people, whether it be through segregation, whether it be through slavery, whether it be through the COVID mandates and lockdowns and things like that. They always go after the people and they always come back afterwards and say, no, that wasn't us. We didn't do that. No, it wasn't us. We, we, we didn't mandate vaccines. We didn't threaten employers and tell people that if they didn't mandate the COVID vaccine, we'd take their businesses and put them in jail. No, we didn't say that, but they did. And that's the thing, folks. We, we as Republicans, you know, if you look at the House of Representatives and what's going on right now in the battle for speaker, the Republicans are doing like Matt Gates. They're doing a noble thing. They are fighting to ensure that their party and the leaders within their party represent the values of the voter base. The Democrats don't care about that. In fact, the Democrats don't even have values as that's concerned. They'll say anything their voter base wants to hear, whether they actually believe it or not. And at the same time that they do that, and, and the, the result of that are these anti-gun policies that leave Americans dead all over the place, whether it be in New York or Chicago or St. Louis or Baltimore, the anti-gun policies leave Americans dead. Then you have the, the dumb economic policies that ship off all the jobs. And then you have these, uh, these policies that just introduce crime at a basic level for all these people in our cities, whether it be in Baltimore, where look at Joe Biden's 1994 crack bill, ladies and gentlemen, his own son was smoking crack, not at the time, of course, but his own son is dealing in narcotics. And Joe Biden is the man who sat on the, on the Senate floor and passed the 1994 crime bill, which made it, it made it a felony to have even the smallest amount of crack cocaine. I believe he said it was the size of a quarter. This is the hypocrisy that we're talking about. How many lives were destroyed because of that 1994 crime bill? How many lives have been destroyed by Joe Biden since he came into office in the 1970s? I was born in 2000. This guy has been in politics for 30 years longer than I've been alive. And we don't even, no one asks questions. And that's why we're getting back to the idea that, that Biden has all this support. Where are the Biden supporters? Do you see Biden supporters lined up on the street with signs cheering for Joe wherever he goes? No, everywhere Joe Biden goes, even places like Maui that have been devastated by you know, terrible events and things like that, that were, that were basically caused by the Joe Biden administration, even when he goes to a place like that shortly after the disaster, the people are protesting him because they're not fans of Joe Biden. There's no fans of Joe Biden. Where are these supporters of, of Biden and his policies? You don't see it. And really what it comes down to, I believe, is that if you were a hardworking, if you are a hardworking American who does things honestly, under President Trump, you did well. And your taxes got lowered. And 
and you, you were safer and you actually got something for the money that you were sending to the federal government. Not only that, but you were sending less of it. Under Joe Biden, it's the exact opposite. You're sending more money to the government and you're less safe and you have less money in the first place. And that money is worth a lot less, by the way, because of the policies that Joe Biden has brought upon the American people. So when, when, you, when you're looking at this entire situation, ladies and gentlemen, what can we pull away from this? Well, one, Joe Biden uh, doesn't have any supporters. He doesn't have anybody waving the flags on the street corners. He doesn't have anybody that actually supports his campaign. What we do have is Trump. And why do you think that the Democrat establishment is not spending their time out there hammering Biden, hammering Biden, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, they're the best? Because to the Democrats, and this is something that I've like come across during my research here um, and, and doing my daily work on Rare.us, the Democrats don't have to land a knockout punch. The Democrats' strategy is not to come out of the, the corner swinging, going for the knockout. The, the Democrats want to kill you by a thousand cuts. And they don't care where those cuts come from. They don't care how long it is between the cuts. They don't care how many times they have to swing at you in order to cut you. They're going to cut you. And they did that during Trump's presidency, folks. I mean, we talked about it like the Russia, the Russia hoax, the Ukraine impeachment, all of this. It all kind of culminated. And, and it was one thing after the other, one thing after the other. That's how the Democrats operate. All we have to do is go back to the messages by Peter, F, former FBI agent Peter Strzok and his lover, Lisa Page, where they were talking about an insurance policy if Trump were to win. Well, that's how the Democrats operate, folks. They always have an insurance policy, and they always have an insurance policy for the insurance policy. So if something doesn't work, they always have an answer. They always have something that they can go to. And that's why Republicans lose and the Democrats continue to kind of, uh, like a snake, kind of constrict the American people and constrict the political system because they've been able to maintain control in the schools. And the schools are a big piece of this because that's where they get really the ground level of the liberal ideology kind of rearing ready to go so that when they talk about certain things in the public, the publicly educated people uh, can be catered to based on what the government schools have already taught them. So that's a cycle too. They, they also control the media. So they control the flow of information. Now that one is in, in serious danger. And it's because of sites like rare.us because the Fox News of the world, they lost, like Fox News lost, what, 75% of their audience when Tucker Carlson left. Um, they really didn't have any audience to begin with because if one guy is 99 or 75% of your audience, you don't really have an audience. That guy has the audience. So Fox News didn't have an audience. Um, if Even if you look at MSNBC, who is, you know, uh, the top dog now that Fox News has kind of disintegrated into nothing. Uh, they don't even pull that many views. And in fact, if you looked at the total views for MSNBC and Rare.us in a day, they're actually pretty comparable. And in fact, most days we do better than them. So it's not a question of like all these people, oh, the flow of information, you know, the, 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 the deep state, they're controlling the information. Well, I think that that's become kind of under threat. And it's under threat because of Rare.us, a place that's like the Stone Zone here where we, we have the opportunity to speak openly about what's going on. But that that flow of information, that's a huge front of this war because 
it allows the Democrats to kind of pick and choose which issues they're going to throw at the American people. And the best thing that alternative media can do is to turn those narratives on its side. So when it comes to President Trump uh, and, and, and President Biden going up against each other in this election, the mainstream media wants you to believe it's about Trump. It's about Trump. It's about Trump. It's about J6. It's about it's about the the indictments. It's about Letitia James. It's about Jack Smith. It's it's about Trump. And truth be told, I think that Trump, as as great as he is, is a representative more than he is kind of a singular figure. He's a representative of our will as the American people. And to me, this election is not about Joe Biden or Donald Trump or RFK or Matt Gates or or Nancy Pelosi or Hakeem Jeffries or any of these people. It's about where we are as a country because it has never been more clear. It's never been more clear that people hate Joe Biden. They don't just dislike him. He is absolutely hated. And as I stated before, the guy has no support. So if we've reached a point where a guy just like last time, ran from his basement, has basically no support, and our political establishment is willing to put forth the numbers that this guy wins the election, whether it be because of RFK, whether it be because of whatever, we have reached a point of such absurdity and such illusion that we really have no chance as a country anymore. It has never been more clear the discontent with D.C. and the political class that Joe Biden represents. And Trump isn't as much as Trump as he is a representative of the majority of the American people out there who have been under attack from that political establishment for generations now. The the American people have been feeling the wrath of government for the last 200 years. And Trump all that has happened to him, all the attacks, all of the, all of the slander, all of the lies, all of that is, is a concentration of those generations of hate that has been put into the American people. And they take all of that and they put it into Donald Trump because he is the representative of us, the people. So this election isn't about one politician or the other. It isn't about one one single indictment or or even the, the combined weight of all the indictments. It's about the fact that this is a coordinated political attack against the one guy that represents the will of the people. The one guy that isn't bought off by the donor class, the one guy that isn't playing the political game as the rats in DC have played for decades and decades and decades. And it's because they've played this game with no opposition for so long that our country has gotten to the point where it's at. It, there's a reason that your grocery bill is 50 to 100% higher than it was three years ago. There's a reason that filling up your car with gasoline costs twice to three times as more as much as it did two years ago. There's a reason why our country is decaying. It's a planned implosion. These events, whether it be COVID or the, the economic kind of downturn after COVID, all of that has been put in place by the people in power to, to dishearten the American people, to make you believe that our time as the lead dog of the world, as the, as the, 
as the nation that's going to rise above and to stand for what is right. They want you to quit because if you quit as the American people, if we quit as a nation, then China and the most hellish, inhumane, terrible thing that exists on this planet with with transhumanism, with 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 corruption, with with just horrible living conditions, no value for human life. If we disappear, then China takes over the world and the world will enter an age of total darkness. And those who are evil, those who wish to inflict pain and suffering upon the American people will have won. That is why they have attacked Donald Trump the way they have, because he is the lone man who stands in between us and that hell. And if Joe Biden is allowed to continue to be a senile president, an absentee president, and we continue to have the Democrat National Committee essentially govern the country, we're going to see China continue to rise. Because, of course, China supports LGBTQ. Of course, China supports Black Lives Matter. Of course, China supports these climate change agenda people who are trying to destroy the American economy because our strength is tantamount to China being knocked off. Our strength is the exact same thing as China being prevented from taking over the world. China knows that they can't defeat a strong United States. So do they attempt to, to go at us? Of course not. They have chosen to weaken us and they've done so through the Democrat and Republican political establishments who have long made it clear that they are for sale. And when you have an establishment political class in DC that controls the reins of power that is for sale, of course, the highest bidder, the top competitor is going to come in and it's going to weaken our country. And whether it's the open border, whether it's committing more funds to Ukraine, whether it's committing more funds to Israel and, and stoking that on both sides, funding dangerous terrorists in Gaza, this administration has made it clear that war is the objective, that dismembering America's hold on world power is their main goal. And if unless we as the people can have an avenue to stand up to that and have an avenue through the ballot box to remove this man from power, if we don't have that right, then we have no rights at all. If we don't have that right, then we don't have the right as a nation to take back our country. That's our duty as the American people to take our country back from the political establishment that has bastardized our name, our symbol, and made us a symbol of oppression around the world. Why do we, the American people, have to be portrayed uh, via the, these federal agencies, these intelligence agencies that go around the world and inflict pain and chaos and all these terrible things? That's not representative of the American people. Donald Trump, peace through strength, that represents the American people. And isn't it telling that the one candidate who didn't start any wars, who didn't go out and stoke global conflict, who didn't play the game in the military industrial complex is being attacked by the legal system. There's no, it, it's not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, peace through strength is the enemy of those who wish to sow chaos in this world. Peace through strength is the way forward. And as Biden continues to weaken America, make no mistake, 
That is part of the plan. The plan by the people who control Biden and the Democrat National Committee, ultimately the Chinese, who want to weaken America's standing so that they can grab a hold of the world. And whether it be in Afghanistan with the Silk, uh, the, the, the Belt and Road Initiative, where they're rebuilding this whole uh, massive uh, infrastructure in Afghanistan, or whether it be China's uh, going into Central America, uh, it, it, it has really become an age of Chinese expansion. And in Panama, where we have the Panama Canal, where the United States just gave it up, we walked away from the Panama Canal. China's now using business deals to practically own the damn thing. And we're not even going to be able to use the Panama Canal, which we built. Something as simple as a canal that the United States built that is essential for world trade is under attack because the Biden administration is absent. The Democrat National Committee is in charge of the country and they have handed the keys to China. And because they've done that, China now has the keys to the entire world. And unless we, the American people, have an avenue to stand up to that and to replace Joe Biden and the DNC and get them out of the White House and get them away from the levers of power, then we have no means to respond whatsoever. If it, it, is, it has gotten to such a point of hysteria in this country, I think a lot of Americans look around and say, how are things going to get any better? How are things going to improve? Well, we know for a fact that things are not going to improve under the establishment political class. So things like what Matt Gates did in Congress, what a stand for the Republican Party and the principles of the voters of the Republican Party. If you look at what Donald Trump did, in 2016 and what he's doing now with continuously standing up to the establishment in every way that is at his disposal, that's what every single American needs to be doing. That is why we have to be more engaged. We have to pay more attention to this political situation in this country than we ever have before. It's why it's important that you continue to support uh, places like the Stone Zone and, and my pillow who, who fund this operation and give us a platform to be able to speak truth. It's important that you support Rare.us in, in, in what we do to get out the truth and, and to combat the false narratives of the mainstream media that would have you believe that Joe Biden is one of the best presidents ever. I mean, all you have to do is watch Brit Hume on Fox News last night talk about Joe Biden's speech about Ukraine and Israel, and you would think that Joe Biden is literally God. That is the level that the mainstream media has sunk to and has provided an opportunity for you, the American people, to break one of the arms of control that the establishment political class has used for so many years, and that is the flow of information. When you go to a rare.us, when you go to a stone zone, when you go to an infowars.com, when you go to any of these places, you are breaking the mold, you are shattering the narrative, and you are taking back your powers, the American people, to assert your dominance over the control of the flow of information. The control over the flow of information will be the most vital piece of America first, because it has been that tool used in reverse by the political class that has gotten us to the depths of hell that we're currently at. And it's only by getting engaged. It's only by making sure that we understand what's going on and that we support the right people and that we look into people's donors and figure out, okay, if Steve Scalise is receiving donations from Joe Biden, we don't want him to be Speaker of the House. If, if, if any of these people are taking donations from Paul Singer or any of these people that want to play God and, 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 and bankrupt the American people 
and, and, and only get wealthier themselves, then we have no use for them. It is time for political activism. It is time for the American people to wake up. And it's time for us to take back our country from a political establishment that has destroyed us and left us for dead. Now, I think Roger had to leave here, folks, so I, I finished it up here. Uh, but I, I appreciate you all listening you know, very much. I appreciate you coming here and watching the show. Uh, like I said, I'm Troy Smith, the editor-in-chief of Rare.us, and our host who had to walk out here is the political legend Roger Stone. I hope that you will go to thestonezone.com, that you will also go to Rare.us, and that you will also help support the show by using promo code STONE at uh, MyPillow to get all your latest you know, towels, dog beds, all that good stuff. So I want to thank Roger for the opportunity to be here. I want to thank you all for listening and hope that you have a blessed weekend heading into this uh, unbelievable political uh, cycle. Thank you and have a beautiful evening. Hello, everyone. I wanted to get in here and uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone. And uh, what we have is we have the best special ever exclusive to Lindell TV. And that is we have the, the everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got, um, we've got our, right there they are. He's $29.98. We're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir long stable, our new design on the right there. Those are, that were, those are on sale too. But what the exclusive for for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get there they are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only, I believe there's three colors left, six piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here. And uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE and you get it for $29.98 for a six pack set. Otherwise, you call this number 800-858-0402. Use that promo code STONE. Uh, my operators are standing by. You're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products. And you and keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV.